the biggest games. A perfect season complete. The Wanakee Warriors are your state champions in Division II. The most compelling stories. 50 years for Title IX. That's incredible. And this is the 50th anniversary. The area's best high school sports coverage. This is Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. And away we go. It is a special Tuesday night edition of Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania right here on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. How are you doing, everybody? Hope you're having a terrific Tuesday night. I'm Alex Strope with you from the ESPN Madison studio. As always, joined by the man, the myth, the legend. He is my right-hand man, my partner in crime. He is the dean of area high school sports, the great Dennis Semrau with me. Dennis, I am uh, impressed you made it into the studio today because I figured you were probably out tanning or maybe going to the beach, given uh, how nice the weather has been. How are you, my friend? No, I only burn. I don't tan. Yeah, that's so, fair. Me too. Uh, no, it's 74 degrees today. Hey, how about that? It's uh, it's officially spring. And, you know, we were talking a few weeks ago, Dennis. We're always worried this time of year if baseball and softball and even outdoor track are going to be able to get their games and meets in. With this weather, it's going to be no problem. Uh, you know, there's only two seasons, right? Winter and construction. Yeah. We know winter's officially over because everywhere you go in the city of Madison, it's torn up. Yeah, I, uh, I I probably shouldn't admit this, but I will. I ran a red light today on accident because I was paying attention to, I wanted to turn left. Um, and I realized that for like four blocks where I needed to turn was cut off. So I was paying attention to, w- to the next street I could turn onto, and I went right through a red light. <laughs> Ouch. Cop right behind me luckily didn't get pulled over. It was an accident. Yeah, but everybody's okay. Not my finest moment. I will. I will say that much. Yeah. Well, coming down East Washington Avenue, it's pretty easy to have that happen here. I, too. I, I can neither confirm nor deny that was the street it happened okay. on. Uh, <laughs> but nonetheless, uh, big news today that we need to get to here on Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania, which of course is brought to you by our friends over at Zimbraconda, where for nearly fifty years they provided the Madison area with quality Honda vehicles. The trusted staff of Zimbraconda's used car dealership will save you time and reduce your car buying stress by finding the vehicle that matches your style. If you're in the market for a new Honda or a used Honda, visit Zimbraconda in Madison today or head to Zimbraconda.com to search current inventory. Well, just two weeks ago, we chatted with an AP All-State selection in Tegan Mullaney from McFarland High School, Dennis. She was in the middle of being recruited by just about every Division I school in the country, and she has officially made her commitment to the University of Iowa after a nice little run in the NCAA tournament. Not a bad program to be headed to for Tegan Mullaney for McFarland. No, I think that's a very good fit for her. You look at the game, uh, she had an outstanding state tournament game, 23 points, 10 assists, 9 rebounds, almost a triple-double against uh, three-time state champion Green Bay Notre Dame. And she's elevated herself to the mix for Miss Basketball next year, which only goes to a senior, top senior, by the Wisconsin Basketball Coaches Association and Just a Game Fieldhouse. And uh, we got to see her play a couple of times during the season, just outstanding. And her game has is, is evolved. Her teammates have gotten better. The team will be pretty much intact. Just one starter be gone next yeah. year. So um, it'll be interesting to see how she adjusts her game so they can win a state championship. I remember Jerron Mayman had played for uh, Madison Memorial, and they were runner-up, and he goes – to Rob Hernandez and myself at the time, Dennis, I'm going to win a state title next year. 
and his numbers were down the next year, and he got a state title. So we'll see. That's that's her main goal right now. That uh, now she can. Uh, the best thing about early signing is she'll be able to sign in November. Is that the kids then have their whole season just to be a player, right. not worry about impressing coaches or about scholarships, about you know if I get hurt, what's going to happen? Just go out and play and have fun. Yeah, luckily this is out of the way now, right? But I do want to play a clip, Dennis. We talked to Tegan Mullaney just two or three weeks ago, back on the twenty third of March. We talked with her here on Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. We asked her about the recruitment process. Here's Mullaney just two weeks ago. Um, it's been really exciting. Um, it's been super cool to be able to like uh, learn about these different people from different places um, and just learn more about what it's like outside of McFarland and outside of Wisconsin. Um, and I've just really enjoyed talking with different people, and it's a little bit overwhelming, um, but I do – I think it's really, really exciting. It's a really good opportunity. Have you narrowed your list down at this point? Um, kind of. Um, I still have some options, but um, I'm hoping by the um, end or the <laughs> like the end of the summer, I'm hopefully um, going to make a decision. The end of the summer, two weeks, same different, right, uh, right, Dennis? That's Tegan Mullaney back on March 23rd. And here we are, April 11th. Tegan Mullaney has committed to the national runner-up at the NCAA uh, level this year, the University of Iowa. And, uh, you know, we'll talk here shortly, Dennis, with Taylor Stremlow from Verona High School, also committed to the University of Iowa, same class as Tegan. And there's another Madison area, uh, you know, player down there right now, McKenna Warnock, who played for Monona Grove. Now, she she just finished up her senior season at the University of Iowa. So they probably won't cross over unless there's two years of eligibility left, but still good to see some other area uh, you know, uh, names at the University of Iowa. I think it's sort of going to be a tag team because uh, McKenna Warnock's uh, headed off to dental school. She's got that one COVID year she could use, but opted not to, which is a tough decision because uh, she could come back with that nucleus with Caitlin Clark and go for a national title. So there'll be a year without a Wisconsin, uh, Madison area player, and then they're going to get two of them. <laughs> Two outstanding ones. Yeah. Um, when you look at uh, again, uh, Taylor will also be in the candidate for Miss Basketball. They're friends. They've played together. They're going to play together in the future, and that ought to be fun watching those two next year. Yeah, and we we talk about this often, Dennis, but we are blessed in in the Madison area, both on the boys and girls side, of having some of the best talent in the state year after year in this area, and that's especially relevant on the girls side. You talk about the the Miss Basketball award. Uh, those two players are probably the top front runners in the state next year uh, in Taylor Stremlow and Tegan Mullaney, Dennis. So we're, we're going to have to see uh, if, if there's a Verona-McFarland game on the schedule anywhere that we can see later this year. Yeah, for the last three years, K.K. Arnold out of Germantown has been unanimously the best player. She was three-time Associated Press Player of the Year. She was Miss Basketball this year. She's going to the U- uh, to Connecticut, so again, another another great player from another Wisconsin, you know, going out of state. But um, again, uh, for both Taylor and I think for Tegan, that's a really good fit in the Iowa system, and they were on on them very early. Uh, love the coaching staffs, love the players, and uh, hoping to get McKenna Warnock on here to share her experiences in a future show and. 
I think she'll she'll say exactly why those two are coming to Iowa. Same reason she went. And I imagine she probably had a little bit of a hand in, in the recruitment, right? Being a Madison area, uh, you know, native. Yeah, reach out, you know, when they have the visit. Um, both uh, young ladies here have, have mentioned that when they made their unofficial visits, um, very welcoming, and they really love the team and the the chemistry, and that's a big part of it. You look at these uh, all these uh, these students now in the portal transferring, and some of it's not a good fit. And it's do you get to know your teammates as much as possible before you get there? And once you get there, maybe some things don't work out or whatever. But you hope that they're going to be making the long term. And uh, these are two players that I think that can make a major impact on uh, future Iowa success. Dennis, uh, before we take a break and, and chat with Taylor Stremlow, let's run down uh, some of the guests we've got coming up uh, today. We've got a really exciting tight end from the University of Wisconsin at Wanakee, committed to the University of Wisconsin-Wanakee High School. That is Rob Booker Jr. will join us. Yes, an outstanding tight end, former defensive end. They made the switch over. He gave up basketball a year ago at this time and obviously made a really good choice. Uh, great pair of hands, great kid, uh, great athlete, uh, student athlete. And uh, Bucky got him. Bucky so. got him. You, you know, you made the reference earlier when talking about Stremlo and Mulaney. They go out of state. Booker's staying right in, in his backyard going to the University of Wisconsin. It's baseball season. Dennis, we'll talk with the head coach of Sun Prairie East as well. Yep. Uh, Jack Marchese uh, taking over for Hall of Fame coach Rob Hamilton. Stepped down after a long run and championship run. Jack was part of those staffs. And first year of Sun Prairie East baseball. Yeah. That's going to take some getting used to. Yeah, five returning all-conference players, though. So pretty much like football, a couple of good players went over to West, but the bulk of them are still at East. Yeah, it seems like the the one sport where Sun Prairie West got the upper hand was, was boys' basketball and girls' basketball, both the basketballs. But uh, baseball and football will remain powerhouses at Sun Prairie. So we'll talk with Marchese uh, a little bit later, as well as we're with you till 8 o'clock tonight. He's Dennis Semra. I'm Alex Strofe. It is Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. We'll talk to Iowa Commit from Verona, Taylor Stremlo from Verona. That's next. It's Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. I'm stepping to your toe. It's Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania right here at 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin demand. I'm Alex Strope alongside the Dean of Area High School Sports, the great Dennis Semrau from the ESPN Madison studio. Joined now by a WBCA and AP All-State selection in girls basketball. She just wrapped up her junior campaign at Verona High School, committed to the Hawkeyes, who had a pretty good run themselves in the NCAA tournament. Taylor Stremlau joins us now here on Prep Mania. Taylor, appreciate the time. How are you? Good. How are you guys doing? Thanks for thanks for having me. We're, we're living the dream. We're living the dream. So uh, let's start with Iowa, right? I mean, seeing the run they just put on, Caitlin Clark, National Player of the Year, they get to the NCAA championship game. Uh, you got to be feeling pretty darn good about your decision to commit to the University of Iowa after that run, right? Yes, absolutely. I mean, it was so fun watching them. I I never had any doubts. I had them winning my whole bracket, and we were just one game short of that. So, um yeah, I mean, it's amazing seeing what they've accomplished and um, just 
makes me so proud and like you said happy about my decision obviously i'd be happy either way but um just yeah it's awesome to see have you had an official visit there yet um i haven't i've taken a couple unofficials and just um i mean those really helped me get a feel for the the team the coaches every the city everything so um that was a big part of my decision was my unofficials but um the official will be uh, i don't have a date set for it yet but i'll be taking one pretty soon or what about the game day atmosphere have you been there for that yeah actually i've been there for quite a few games and i was at the um indiana game when they when caitlin hit that last second buzzer beater did you guys see that i did yes wow yeah yeah i was I got to be there, luckily, for that game, and it was it was pretty insane. That's so cool. Now, uh, former uh, Monona Grove, uh, Miss Basketball, you'll be a candidate for that next year, obviously. Uh, McKenna Warnock, uh, did she have any impact on you? Did you talk to her at all, being her from being from the area? Yeah, I mean, I got to talk to the whole team. There was. Um, Lots of girls that everybody was super nice and welcoming. And, yeah, I made some connections with McKenna. Um, we know some of the same people and some friends and sisters. And <laughs> so, yeah, we, we just um, made some connections, uh, which was nice to know. You know, another local girl made, um, made that same decision. So, yeah, it's always good to hear. And McKenna was super nice and helpful. Chatting with Taylor Stremlow here on Prep Mania. Verona student right now headed to the University of Iowa to play basketball in the class of 2024. So what was the full recruitment process like for you, Taylor? I mean, you had, you had tons of offers from all over the place, including a couple in-state schools like Marquette and UW Green Bay. But what, what was the recruitment process like for you and what ultimately led you to say, yeah, I think Iowa was the place for me? Yeah, well, it was it was pretty amazing. Um, the whole process is lots of up and downs, but overall, it's um, it's just an amazing process um, that not many people get to go through. And so, just getting to go check out all the different universities, I have great relationships with um, all the different coaches and schools, and yeah, it was just awesome to get to go see so many people places and watch so many teams um and for me uh when it came down to it i would say just i I got the feeling that everybody talks about um at iowa and i kind of um i just knew um the coaches i've been talking to them they were one of the programs that offered me pretty early on and so i definitely had a really strong relationship with the coaching staff um the girls I connected, I clicked with all the, the team, and they were just all super nice. The, the city was amazing. Um, I have some family in Iowa, and it's not too, too far from here, um, which is nice because my family, um, I'm super close to my family, and they can make their way to some games and, and watch and support still. So that's definitely a plus. Um, so, yeah, it just kind of all added up and um, – I, I knew I wanted to be a Hawkeye, and it worked out good. Now, both your mom and your uncle got to play college basketball. I covered them a long time ago. Your mom went to Butler, and your uncle was a Jackrabbit, right, South Dakota State? Yes. Uh, yeah. Then you, And your coach, Angie, uh, was Hawkeye back in her day, Angie Murphy, went to Kansas. Having yeah. all those people around you, how big was that? helping you navigate this process. I know it's different now, especially with social media, but having those people right. to count on, how, how important was that for you? Yeah, I mean, my dad also played in college, so right. both of my uh, parents. For, for Bo Ryan, 
was it? Yep, yep, at Platteville, he played yep. for Bo. Yep, and so both of my parents having played college basketball, and then like you said, my uncle, it was, we're definitely a basketball family, and just having that um, mentality and those support surrounding me definitely helped a lot. My parents were a lot more structured for me in the recruiting process. I kind of just wanted to, you know, keep talking to everybody, keep going on the visits and just getting the experience. I, I don't want to tell anybody no, but they <laughs> they helped me um, narrow it down and just figure out what I want. They really, like, um, like, gave me some papers to write down what each school has that I like, that I dislike, that I, um, what I'm looking for, and just kind of helped me know what I'm looking for. Um, and so just having that support and having their help was amazing during the whole process. And so, and even Murphy, um, she's obviously coached a lot of division one, division two, all amazing college basketball players. And so she helped me navigate just like who to talk to what, or not who to talk to, um, like what to say, especially at first when I was nervous, she helped with, um, like conversation and what to look for, um, just helping me out with anything she could. So, yeah, all those pieces were definitely big in my whole process. Okay, between mom and dad, who coached you the most? <laughs> <laughs> um, my mom. She was my coach growing up. Um, up until eighth grade, yeah, she was always our youth coach, and so she kind of had the most um, power over <laughs> over me and my team. But both of them helped a lot. But I loved, I loved having my mom as a coach. She was we loved her. Our whole team did. So it was it was fun. Now she just gets to be a mom. So uh, uh, who, who's, yeah. who gets the most excited in the stands, mom or dad? <laughs> uh, I would say equal. They kind of they kind of play off of each other, and you know, they'll like hit each other every once in a while for getting too worked up, or they'll they get excited together. So it's it's a fun it's fun to see them, and I hear them every once in a while in the crowd too. Usually it's my dad like telling me to not foul, but <laughs> but That's, my mom's in there, too. That is terrific. We're chatting with Taylor Stremlo here on Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. Alex Strofe, the Dean, Dennis Semrau, hanging out with you from the ESPN Madison studio. And, and Taylor, did I hear you mixed in there that you actually wrote down like an old-fashioned pros-cons list when you were trying to <laughs> finalize your, your college decision? Yes, it's true. I love that. That's uh, that's old fashioned. What was number one on the uh -huh. list? Yeah, what's like the number one pro for Iowa? Um, just the the coaches I said, um, and just the chem the team like environment and chemistry. Watching, I got to go to their practice. It was amazing how they talk to each other, how they encourage each other, and like the coach and um, player relationship is obviously super huge and just seeing how the coaches communicated how they um some like traditions they have at just at practice and at as a team like it's just it's um a really big thing for me because that's obviously where i'm going to be spending most of my time with those people and so yeah the people are were really the most important to me now have you started to reach out to your future teammates i understand you have a new future one over the weekend, we yeah. heard that uh, Tegan Mullaney. How excited are you about her, and have you played with her before? Yes, I'm. I'm ecstatic. I love Tegan. She's. Um, we actually did play together. We played for Let It Rain uh, quite a quite a while ago, but um, yeah, it was super fun to play with her then. And I was pushing for her 
to to be a Hawkeye as well. So I'm super pumped up that she's going there. And I, I know she'll be a – I thought all along she would be a great fit there. She um, – I, I don't know. I can see her there, and obviously she can too. So I'm super excited to play with her and to, to grow with her as a player and a person. Madison area Southwest is now the University of Iowa, right? I mean, you're, you're, you've <laughs> got, got three Madison area girls on that team here in a couple of years. That's that's terrific. Yeah. But but you're right, Taylor. I mean, you you and Tegan, both two of the best players in the area, now getting to team up again at, at the collegiate level. That's that's really neat. Yeah, I, I'm excited. Uh, any plans to uh, what you're going to study there? I know it's a little bit early, but uh, anything academically that attracted you there as well? Um, not. Nothing academic that was um, played a big, big factor in my commitment, but I did get to see their business school, which is what I'm pretty interested in. And um, Caitlin Clark is actually a business major as well. So just their business school looked amazing. Um, obviously, they've had lots of players go through that um, school and the team and ha- be a business major. So I'm hoping, I don't know exactly what I want to go in in business, but that was kind of my general uh, broad subject I was interested in. What's the offseason look like for you as you get ready for uh, your senior season next year? I know you, you mentioned off the air you're playing with Wisconsin Flight Elite, the AAU team out of Oshkosh. What's the offseason like yeah. you, like for you, Taylor? Um, lots of trainings and just getting my body in shape, getting, um, yeah, just, Training, shooting, basketball, <laughs> lots of basketball. AAU um, takes up most weekends for, yeah, for I think every weekend for the next like eight weeks we'll have tournaments, which I'm excited about. Love AAU tournaments. And then during the week it's lots of training. I'm, I'm doing a, a, a new um, training called TAP, which is just located here in Verona, and that's just um, like helps with agility, speed, um, ver- like uh, athletic, like your vertical jumping, all that. So anything sure. I want to work on, I just um, bring up there. And I think that'll really help me get in the right place. Um, like aside from like basketball skills, I-, I think that's definitely a next step in my game is just speed, quickness, um, jumping. So I'm excited to hopefully get even better at that. Uh, who are you going to be playing for AAU-wise? Uh, Wisconsin Flight Elite. And any local players here, teammates or whatever, that are on that team with you? Yeah, actually, um, Reagan Briggs, who is – Of course. Uh, she's, yeah, Reagan here at Verona. Everybody knows Reagan. She's <laughs> awesome. She's on my AAU team as well. So we get to road trip together to all the practices and everything, which is super fun. Yeah, that makes it nice. The less gas mileage <laughs> on each of your cars, too. Yes. So there you go. Yes, exactly. We switch off. Now that we're – we're big enough. We drive ourselves, and <laughs> so we get to switch off and stop for some food every once in a while. So, love it. Fun. Well, Taylor Stremlo headed to the University of Iowa, not not this year, next year, as she gets ready for her yeah. senior campaign at Verona. Taylor, we appreciate the time. Best of luck here in the off season. I'm yes. sure we'll see you in the fall. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Prep Mania rolls on after this, right here on ESPN Madison. Roll it on. 
Ron at Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania Special Tuesday Night Edition Studio Show. I'm Alex Stroke alongside the Dean of Area High School Sports of Lake Dennis Semra with me. As always, thanks again to Taylor Stremlo from Verona High School, Iowa Commit, for joining us in the last segment. And Taylor uh, and the Wildcats, Dennis, they're looking for another successful year upcoming in the 23-24 season. But that's still a while away. But they're going to have a good squad in their hands yet again. Yes, definitely. Um, Angie Murphy might be her last year as a coach. Yeah. We never know. Or Megan's off to play at UW Stevens Point. Point. Go Dogs. For uh, McFarland native Matt Hockett, the head coach over at Stevens Point. So, uh, a lot of area ties. Former Stoughton coach and uh, another guy covered in high school. It was very, it was an outstanding player. And he's an outstanding dude. Wish him the best of luck and, and wish Megan the best of luck up at my alma mater, UW Stevens Point. But let's put a bow on the basketball season, Dennis. We've been a couple weeks removed already, but stuff's still coming out, including the Associated Press All-State teams on both the girls' and the boys' side. Before we dive into the teams and some of the area kids that, that made it, uh, you're part of this board, if I'm not mistaken. So can you kind of walk us through the process, what goes into deciding the Associated Press All-State all teams? Yeah, we've got nine districts around the state, uh, reporters, uh, who cover high school basketball on a regular basis. And uh, everybody gets to nominate players uh, for one of four teams. The uh, WBCA actually has an uh, all-state team by division. So okay. they go top 10 and then honorable mentions. So you've got 50 basically all-state players for the uh, coaches. We only have 20. So that's it's pretty select. It, it yeah. comes down difficult. So yeah, set up a Google Doc. Everybody uh, gets to take a look at see all the uh, nominations, and then uh, we vote. And then uh, if you uh, are in a couple of ballots and you don't make one of the top four teams, you can make high honorable mention. And then each of the districts get five uh, players to make honorable mention. Well, if you listen to any of our – we'll start with the boys' team, Dennis. If you listen to any of our state coverage a couple of weeks back, uh, you'll recognize the names on the first team list. Uh, that would be Nick Janowski, the junior guard of Pewaukee, a front runner, I assume, for Mr. Basketball next year. The other junior, though, that'll also be running for that, is Con Knepel from Wisconsin Lutheran High School. Three seniors on the list, Johnny Kinziger, from De Pere, state champion. Jeremy Lorenz from Brilliant, a state champion. And the player of the year uh, on the boys' side, Milan Momsilovich, a senior from Pewaukee, Iowa State commit. Uh, yeah, recognizable name as well as he's won the last three state titles with Pewaukee. But some area representation, Dennis, on the second team. Yeah, Levi Burkos from Lakeside Lutheran had an outstanding year. He's going to be playing at the Citadel next year. And Gavin Hurley, two-time Big 8 player of the year uh, for um, Middleton and you look at the, the the both teams. It's it's pretty tough. They're the only unanimous ones were actually co-Mr. Basketballs, uh, Johnny Kinzinger and Milan Momsilovich. But uh, when it came down to a Player of the Year, we don't like co. And uh, yeah. it came down to a vote, and uh, Milan seven to one <laughs> for for Player of the Year on the AP yeah, side. But was... they were co-Mr. Basketballs. But it's hard to pick, right? I mean, both of them had such outstanding oh, years. Oh yeah. Well, we it, and that was you know we. The uh, Mr. Basketball gets picked before the state tournament, and we have the fortune of watching the guys in action. Yeah. We all thought Milan you know, had a little bit better tournament than Johnny, even though they both got state titles, and and we would take both players in a heartbeat. Well, well but, Johnny's uh, coach gets the honor of Coach of the Year. Brian Winchester from De Pere gets Coach of the Year first time he's won that. So they all come out pretty yeah, good. Yeah, going 30-0. Yeah, and what was interesting during the press conferences for state 
both Johnny and uh, Milan talked about uh, how they played together. They were roommates in the road, and they were happy each other got the award. And that's the one that means an awful lot. You know, with the Player of the Year, I think it's important for what we do. But Mr. Basketball, that says it all, just like Miss Basketball, K.K. Arnold of uh, of Germantown on the girls' side. But, yeah, it's, it's a pretty good team. And you look at locally, I mean, there's so many great players around the state. And nine of the, play, of the 20 players on our first four teams are underclassmen. Wow. Including you mentioned uh, Knippel and uh, Janowski uh, on the uh, first team. Yeah. And then our, uh, we also have another junior that made high honorable mention locally, Ty Fernholz, player of the year in the, uh, it's the, uh, it's kind of large, small, it was actually Badger East. Uh, that's Stoughton. I'm so confused <laughs> still, and we've been through this a couple of years already. Starting this year, it's going to be large and small that's for everything, except for f- football is a different animal, and they've broken the conferences to try to to make some changes there. But instead of this pods and east and west and who's won what, it's going to be large and small, and that, that's Stoughton. But well, good. Fernald said, we, we got to, uh, we Jesse and I got to call times. that game when he made eight threes in a row against Mount Horeb. That was <laughs> me, was, actually. I was oh, with, was, were you I with was that with one? In the, in that the was, regional uh, final game. Yeah, that was terrific. Oh. He was he was outstanding. I mean, he, he looked like Steph Curry. I remember how excited you and I were getting watching yeah. that game, a regional final That's against right, Mount yeah. Horeb. I just couldn't believe what I was seeing. He went, I think it was nine for nine, actually. He started off the game from outside, maybe eight for eight. He, eight, he had eight in a row, and he ended up nine of 11. Yeah, that is just absurd. You look at the— Dennis, the, if you yeah. gave me 11 shots without a defender, I'm not making nine of those. A lot of us could not make nine threes in an open gym with nobody guarding us. Let alone in a regional final, which is what Ty Fernholz did for the Stoughton Vikings. He's back next year, so that's an exciting team to keep an eye on. Uh, and then this goes down. So there's high honorable mention. That means if you got two or more votes, uh, you make high honorable mention. But if you get one vote, you still make honorable mention. We had a, a bunch of area names. We'll probably miss some uh, across across that list too. Yeah, I, I actually got my list right here. We had uh, Aiden uh, Chislam and uh, Dayton Gillen yeah, from, from McFarland. McFarland. We got to see them uh, play. And where's my list here? We oh, also here had uh, Al Dang from Madison Edgewood on the honorable mention list. Yeah, Chandler Bachelor, seven footer from Dodgeville. Armand Lewis from Madison LaFollette. Uh, Brady Larson of Fenimore and Max Lucy from Cuba City is actually in our, in our area for AP. And then A.J. Bender, a sophomore from Lake Mills. This kid is special. I saw him play a couple times during the year. Yeah. They're going to be contending for a state title before he's done. No doubt. And uh, Sam Mickelson, junior uh, center from Madison Memorial. And uh, Aaron Utech from Columbus. And then also a uh, high honorable mention was Cal Fisher, a six-foot senior guard from Deerfield. So we had some pretty good representation locally on it. But you look at some of the players around the state, uh, Cal, uh, you know, Cal Klesmet, we talked about uh, him at Nina, and uh, he was on the fourth team this year. Peter Latos from West Salem. Another one we got to cover at the uh, 608 tournament. Yeah. And then we got to see him at state. And here's here's another one from the, the Milwaukee area, Wabatosa West, 611 Kai Rogers. I got to see him play last summer up at uh, in Appleton for this NCAA WIA-sponsored tournament. Yeah. And I'm thinking, well, this kid's only a sophomore. He made her fourth team, and I don't think he'll be any lower than first or second the rest of his career. I would think not. Uh, six and, foot uh, eleven. Yeah, six foot eleven. He's got guard skills, and uh, again, look all of these names out of the top four teams. Uh, either I saw him in person, or, or you get to see him on streaming. That's the best part about this: is you can watch games from all over the state. 
And uh, with those of us who are on the basketball committee, we got to watch all the players on stream. We yeah. got to make some decisions. And that's why it was so tough to decide between uh, Kinzinger and uh, Momsilovich for uh, for Mr. Basketball because they both had outstanding years. They did, and, and both won state titles, as I mentioned before. Uh, How about on the girls' side, Dennis? Uh, we have one area player on the first team. I bet nobody could guess who that is if they've listened to the first 40 minutes of our program. <laughs> uh, that's Tegan Mullaney from McFarland, a first-team nominee on the girls' side of things. Yeah, she got almost all of her spice. Somebody put her on her second team. But you look at uh, some of the players there uh, were outstanding. Uh, Gracie Gresk from uh, Green Bay Notre Dame was second team. And you know, she's a first team player. But uh, first team, KK Arnold of Germantown, uh, Macy Donarski out of Lacrosse, Grace uh, Gocholski from state champion Kettle Moraine, and Ali Azebel from Nina. I mean, those are all outstanding players. Yep. And uh, you look at that group. And there's two juniors in that group, and then you got uh, junior, two juniors and a sophomore in the second team, two juniors and a sophomore in the third team, and two juniors and a sophomore in the fourth team. So just like with the guys, a lot of underclassmen that are coming back next year that are going to be great. Taylor Stremler, who we just talked to, by the way, Dennis, a second team uh, AP all all state team selection, and then uh, Sydney Cherney from Reedsburg uh, made the third team. And then on fourth team, um, Hartwig, Maggie Hartwig of uh, Sauk Prairie, and uh, Gabby Wilkie of uh, Beaver Dam. Yeah. So a lot of area representation on the girls' side uh, as well, which is always great to see. Elena West getting a shout-out on the uh, high honorable mention from Madison yeah, and I saw, as well. Yeah, I saw her play during the season. She was a rebounding machine. and She had uh, averaged a double-double every time she went out. She yeah. was double and triple teamed. And uh, obviously uh, probably the best player in the city. Yeah. So uh, then you look at uh, – Anthony Austin of Sun Prairie West and Reagan Briggs, again, Taylor Stermelo's teammate at Verona, were honorable mention. Uh, Audrey uh, Deptula. Every time I saw her play, she scored over 30 points. From Middleton, yeah. yeah. She's, she's, she knows how to score the rock, no doubt about it. Yeah, well, I mean, Sylvia Fox, another one from Edgerton. We saw her, her play against um, yep. McFarland and Teagan. Uh, Claire Might uh, from uh, Wanakee. Yeah. And uh, Sam Schmidt, Oregon, saw her play junior guard. Oh, she was terrific. Yeah, we really liked her game against Edgewood. Uh, Bella Pita from uh, Lake Mills was honorable mention as well. And uh, Elena Dirtschi from Albany. Those are all local players that uh, made a dent. But uh, KK was by far in a, in the, the best for the girls this year. Again, and, outstanding career. And we can't say this enough, Dennis. We are lucky in our area to see so many athletes, right? We, we've taken so much time to read all these names because there's so much area representation on these teams that, that are you know amongst the best of the best. And uh, as you mentioned, especially on the girls' side, but really on both sides, a lot of underclassmen, a lot of players that will be back next year. Uh, so we are we are really looking forward to, to next year. But Verona, yeah. I mean, they're returning. So th- what is it, three names that, that made this all state team, yeah, and then you look at Wapan, which is just outside our coverage area here, but it's you know, quite not that far from Madison. Had uh, it was a Carl Peterson made fourth team, and uh, Lydia Alzma, a sophomore, made uh, high honorable mention. So that's a team to keep an eye on next year, but yeah, you got to think Verona's looking very good coming back. McFarland's going to compete for a title, Oregon girls are going to be very good again next year. 
Uh, but the Big Eight, uh, Ronan Middleton uh, definitely graduates. So we'll see what happens over there. Is it November yet? We got to get through football season. We got to get through baseball season first before we get to football. And we'll, we'll be planning before our last show. We'll be doing our uh, games, uh, yeah, our schedule, schedule for the fall. So starting to work on that already. Uh, don't, just blink, Dennis, and we'll already be doing the coaches' roundtable <laughs> in August, getting ready for the football season. It flies by. But, but. Yeah, it was a great basketball season. Uh, you know, thanks to all the coaches, kids, the ads, uh, all the places we got to go to and call games. Culminating at the Cole Center, which was a phenomenal experience. And having worked 13 of the 15 games there, I was there. Mark Miller lived there. Travis Wilson lived there. (laughs) They should have cots. They should have a media room for us so we could just stay overnight and have access to a shower because basically you live at the Cole Center for three days, just like you do when you cover state wrestling, too. No no doubt. But you more so than anybody, Dennis. You worked, what, 13 of the 15 games? It was fun. Yeah, you're, you're a maniac. That was, that was a lot of fun. Yep, they've, they've got your cot somewhere hidden in the pool <laughs> center. He's Dennis Semra. I'm Alex Strofe. It is Zimbraconda's presentation of Brett Mania. We'll take a quick break, but uh, we'll continue to talk high school sports on the other side. It is Zimbraconda's presentation of Brett Mania. Yeah, it's Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania rolling on on a Tuesday night. Alex Stroke, the Dean, Dennis Semrai with you from the ESPN Madison studio. Oh, man, we're just having a blast. It is uh, beautiful outside. We're staring out the window here at the ESPN Madison studio, trying to figure out how we can do our show outside. But I don't think uh, technically we can make that happen, Dennis. So uh, we'll, we'll get you outside before the sun goes down, hopefully. Yeah. yeah, this time of year you don't want to be inside anymore. No, that's true. I uh, did uh, barbecue chicken on the grill last night. Oh, did you? How'd it turn out? Oh, awesome. pretty, pretty good. Are you? Are you? You're pretty good at the grill, huh? Yeah, that's that's my forte in the summertime. It's whatever my wife and son want. It's chop, I love pork chops. Got, got a good recipe for shish kebab. Oh, I love a good shish kebab. And burgers. My wife loves my oh, loves my hamburgers. Now they're not as good, I think, as my dad's growing up. They had a story that we were living in Fredonia, uh, north of Milwaukee, and we were right on the edge of town. And there were snowmobiles would come by, and they'd stop in the winter, thinking there's smoke coming from our house. My dad would be grilling on the back patio <laughs> in a snowmobile suit in the middle of winter. So nothing like a good. Grilled cheeseburger. I love that. But he loved Lowry seasoning salt. Yeah. And my wife can't have any seasoning stuff. Oh, okay. Messes up with her intestines. So I don't get quite the same taste, but uh, both my wife and son like my cheeseburger. So. And having grown up with family running custard stands and restaurants, yeah. um, cheeseburgers number a good steak is is number one. And anytime I, I can throw a steak in the grill with mushrooms, love asparagus <laughs> with uh, lemon pepper. There's your oh okay lemon lemon pepper on any vegetable makes it great. That's good to know. And, it, I, uh, and butter, especially uh, hot buttered carrots. I think I'm going to grill once one, I get so. home tonight, Dennis. So I will take all of these tips into account Ste- from the grill master. A steak or a good cheeseburger, and I'm happy. They call him the dean of the grill, uh, Dennis Semrau. It is baseball season, though, as we talk about being outside and grilling. I mean, all the brats. concession stands are fired up and, and grilling the hot brats. dogs and burgers and the brats, right? 
Uh, we'll Secret talk sauce. With, <laughs> we'll talk with Sun Prairie East uh, head coach Jack Marchese uh, next segment as the Sun Prairie East Cardinals off to a 3-0 and start to start their year. They got a 14-2 win over Madison East last night over at Warner Park. So a, a good start for the Jack Marchese era. He has not lost as a head coach yet, so we'll talk with him next. But let's talk about the area, Dennis. What, uh, what, what should we look to here in the Madison area this baseball season? What's, uh, what what, what uh, headlines are catching your eyes? Well, the first one is that you take a look at the Big Eight. Janesville, Craig, and Verona are obviously uh, strong teams. Uh, Verona's got senior Riley Peterson and junior Jack uh, Titini, I think you pronounce it, but Mason Armstrong. Remember that name? I do. Yes, uh, former UW Credit Union Student Athlete of the yes. Week. Another uh, three-sport guy. Uh, he batted 400 last year. Uh, he's going to be a big one for Verona. And uh, Janesville Craig is always outstanding. Yeah, but under Victor Herbst, yes. Yeah, when I saw that they had beaten uh, Oregon 33-3, to I know Oregon's supposed to be inexperienced, but are they that were they that bad in that game and Craig that good? But it was one of those early season matchups, so it's it's pretty scary for the Big Eight when a team puts up thirty three runs and you're going to have to face them with no uh, maybe not your top pitcher. Now the way they they've structured things are it used to be you'd play the first round and then the second round so teams could save their ace for both. Now they play have to play close enough that you can only use your ace in one basically one game. And there's a hundred pitch limit too. So right. which 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 I think was one of the best things they, they did for yeah, high school. Adding the hundred pitch limit and giving the uh, coaches a week before practice starts to have just bring the pitchers in, right. and they could work with the pitchers through the whole system. The coach, you know, varsity coach doesn't really have time to work with a freshman in the JV, or now they call them JV one and JV two. Right. Um, but um, I think th- those are the two big things for the pitching. And uh, Verona's always had a lot of good pitching, um, and so is Janesville Craig. You look at. Uh, Last year, uh, senior Jack uh, Schaffner was a second-team All-State nominee. He's headed to North Dakota State next season, along with teammate uh, Aiden Schenk. And then uh, another player, Jackson Adams, going to Stevens Point. Go dogs! One of the top so, 25 teams in the country right now, Dennis. Yeah, but la- yeah, last year Verona had 19 wins, and so they have high expectations. And then Sun Prairie East, there's a team that's perennially ranked. Now, if you look at the preseason rankings – According to the Wisconsin to the Wisconsin baseball coaches yearbook, uh, Janesville Craig was seventh, Verona ninth, and Middleton was honorable mention. No mention of Sun Prairie East because uh, well, you split the schools up. Everybody yeah. figured. Well, uh, yeah, right. Uh, uh, Sun Prairie East has got five second team All Conference players back. Wow, uh, I think they're loaded. <laughs> so, and uh, for Jack, it'll be his first year, but. Uh, Got to keep an eye on Junior Sam Ostringa, you know, another multiple sport athlete, uh, starting center fielder, be the leadoff hitter. Uh, last year they were heading to state. His brother Addison, who's at Iowa, right, having a graduation party. What happens? Oops, little brother steps. They're playing yeah. the cornhole. Yep. Steps in there and screws up his ankle. Can't play. Yeah, I remember, remember that. Remember that? Yeah, I so, do. <laughs> so he's coming back probably with a vengeance this year, you I think? I think so. But uh, and then uh, I got to see Middleton and Memorial over the weekend. Memorial, uh, Cashton Jones threw a two hitter over six innings shutout. 
uh, looked very good coming out of it. Middleton won 19 games last year, but I think they had seven senior starters. Oh, wow. So uh, they're having to reload. Hayden Hellebrand, who's going to Edgewood College, is probably one of their best players. Having a little shoulder issue, so they're kind of monitoring that. So he's just DHing right now, but he'll be uh, helping with shortstopping on the mound. So uh, Big 8 is always a strong conference, and way things used to work with the WIA with the eight districts, eight sectionals to go to state, the teams were spread out that three teams from the Big 8 had the potential to go to state, and a number of years they did. Now they've, they've put them into basically a lacrosse and an Oregon sectional, so just two of them. And then I think there's a third sectional, but Beaver Dam and Watertown are in that one. Okay. But um, the Big 8's always been very competitive with the lacrosse schools in the Madison area. And I don't see that changing at all. Yeah, and, and the base, the state baseball tournament up at Fox City Stadium in Appleton, where the Wisconsin Timber Rattlers play, always. Uh, I mean, oh, what always a stadium! So oh man, that is that is one of the the, the best state tournament vibes uh, in terms of how they actually get it done. All the games played there, very smooth, very quick. Uh, now, no pitch clock in high school baseball uh, yet, at least. But no, uh, they're, 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 the they've expa- expanded the tournament to another day because of delays and uh, trying well, to pack the games in. What happened last year, right? My alma mater, Denmark, has won the, the last two Division two state titles in baseball. Uh, there, were, there was a rain out on day one, so they actually had to play their semifinal the morning of the championship game yeah. uh, at, a, at a high school field. So they had about an hour turnaround. They had to move the Division two final to after the Division one final. So Denmark ended up being the nightcap last year because their their semifinal got rained out the night prior, so uh, they, they, that is uh, that is why they did that. Uh, but Denmark, uh, I'll give them a shout out here. They're looking for their third straight state title in Division Number Two. Uh, I don't think you mentioned Dayton Gillen, one of our former UW. Yeah, no, we we, we, we get around that. He's part of the around the area when you look at um, uh, McFarland in the Rock Valley, uh, three sport athlete. Uh, last year he was uh, what was it? Uh, Honorable mention All-State, first-team All-District in baseball. Then he was All-State in football, and he was just All-State in basketball. <laughs> wow. Uh, That's good. He, yeah. He, going to Whitewater. Uh, going to Whitewater, play football, probably safety, and then uh, hopefully baseball. That's one of the schools where you can do it. You know, you got spring football, but it's possible of doing both sports, unlike basketball, which right. spans both semesters. So. Uh, yeah, he'll be uh, he'll be one of the best ones I mentioned. Hayden Hellenbrand and another uh, former uh, UW Credit Union student athlete we had was Keegan Fleischman from Lodi. He had uh, Tommy John surgery last year. Before and now, after he's throwing eighty five to ninety two miles an hour for a high school kid. Yeah, that ain't year. bad. That's that ain't bad. That's impressive. Uh, yeah, and uh, he just he had an outstanding season last year. So. Um, but I look at uh, Jackson Hewitt's another one. I got to see him play a year ago. Winona Grove, second team all-conference. He's going to St. Mary's in Winona to play baseball. Uh, we've got some pretty good players in the area. But uh, And then I, I guess we want to take a quick look at uh, Badger East. Uh, Wanakee, uh, they're always a contender. Beaver Dam's going to be there along with, uh, with Winona Grove. I mentioned Harold Olson. 29th season at the Forest. Wow. And uh, they've got four seniors back, a junior and a couple of sophomores that all played last year. Uh, NJ Delmore batted 323. Uh, he's a he's an outstanding hitter. Beaver Dam lost six players, but uh, was it senior Dalen Johnson, the player uh, pitcher of the year, will be back. So uh, Beaver Dam's going to be good. And then I take, say we take a look at the uh, Badger West. 
And because I cover Mount Horriban, uh, Sauk Prairie for local newspapers, I get to see a lot of their games. Sure. And uh, Mount Horb lost a lot of players, but they started off 3-0 here. This uh, uh, Ethan Trannell, very good football player. Uh, he'll be a pitcher infielder for him. Uh, Edgewood, though, they had some sophomore pitchers last year that were outstanding. Uh, they've got a great uh, senior catcher in Leo uh, Koenig. Um, but the pitching was really good. Baraboo should be good. Uh, but Edgewood's probably the best team in the Badger West uh, coming into the season. A lot of good teams in our area, a lot of good players in our area. And who knows it better than the Dean Dennis Samurai here on Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. One thing I do need to say, though, Dennis, you're talking about how teams are 3-0. and It's incredible. We've got three games in on April or April 11th already. That's good news. That means something's going right outside. Yeah, we lost about the first week of the season, I think, for both softball and, and baseball. That's typically but, the case, uh, though, it feels like. Yeah, yeah but now with, the, now with the pitching rules, you know, you got to have a deep staff, and then when you get games pushed back, if you're trying to play four games in five days, that's pretty difficult. Uh, um, so you have to kind of keep an eye on that. Uh, when you're when you're looking at at rankings and who's doing what, but yeah, it's just great. To, I mean, the the there weren't a lot of good things that came out of the pandemic, but one of the good ones for baseball and softball is they started later. Went so it was actually they didn't have to worry about the cancellations. Yeah, it was in the summer most. Yeah, so, when right? my daughter played in high school, I remember they had to play ten games in eleven days her senior oh, year geez. because of rainouts and we're right. double headers, and they were basically. Six o'clock in the morning batting practice, and then after school they were playing a game. They had no time for practices. And uh, while the kids want to play games, kid, you do need to work on fundamentals and getting some other things. And batting, not everybody gets to hit in a game, so you know batting practice is pretty important. But uh, yeah, if we can keep the seventies for a while, even though I understand next week is going to go back to the fifties, but. It beat it beat the year uh, the year before the pandemic. I think it was May by May first before I had a game that was above forty degrees, oh baseball goodness. or softball. Yeah, no, thank you. We wore a snowmobile suit basically to cover. And these kids are out there freezing, you know, trying to hit. You know, they would try to hit a baseball with a bat. I have in yes. that weather. It's cold but, and yeah. it hurts. And it hurts. Yes, uh, I am not envious of those kids out there uh, uh, swinging away. But at least it's nice out this week, and hopefully it stays oh, that way. Keep her weather. Yeah, keep the, her fingers crossed. The, the rest of the spring, we'll be joined by Jack Marchese. He's the brand new head coach at Sun Prairie. He's been on the staff for several years under uh, Rob Hamilton, the Hall of Famer, who called it a uh, career after last year. Marchese takes over. He's got his team off to a three and zero start at Sun Prairie. East. We'll talk to Jack Marchese, the head coach, next as we. We roll on hour two of Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania continues next. The biggest games. A perfect season complete. The Wanakee Warriors are your state champions in Division Two. The most compelling stories. 50 years for Title IX. That's incredible. And this is the 50th anniversary. The area's best high school sports coverage. This is Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN. The ESPN app and Wisconsin On Demand. Rolling on, it's a Tuesday night edition of Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. Alex Strofe, the Dean, Dennis Semra with you from the ESPN Madison Studios. 
Excited to be joined now by the brand new head coach of Sun Prairie East. I'm sure that's uh, taken some getting used to. For Jack Marchese, who joins us now, the longtime assistant to Hall of Fame coach Rob Hamilton, takes over at the helm of SP East uh, this season and has the Cardinals out to a 3 0 start to start the baseball season. Jack, how are you, my friend? Appreciate the time. Doing well, thank you. Thanks for having me. Of course, Jack. And let's just talk about the transition for you, right? I mentioned it. You were a longtime assistant to Rob Hamilton, uh, and you guys had plenty of success uh, during his long tenure as the head coach of Sun Prairie Baseball. But now you, uh, the first, uh, first-year head coach of Sun Prairie. So what's the transition been like for you taking over the helm? Well, let's be real. Replacing uh, Coach Hamilton, uh, <laughs> it's tough. You know what I mean? 100, 447 wins, 11 conference championships, six state championships. But I'll tell you what, he laid a foundation of playing baseball the right way, and we're just trying to maintain that, uh, you know, what he's, uh, what he's done. And, and, you know, he was at the game last night, and I, I you know, look over my shoulder and, and, you know, basically, and I mean this, I'm a 50-year-old man, and I want him to be proud of the way that we play. <laughs> so that's the kind of influence uh, Coach Hamilton has on me. How many state championships did you guys win together? Um, one. Uh, we lost in 2019 to uh, Eau Claire North, and then we won that one together in 2021. And then before that, you were in charge pretty much of the JV program, right? Yep. Yep. I was uh, my first year with the varsity uh, was 2019. Before that, I was. Uh, uh, 10 years head coach with the JV. Um, so, uh, yeah, <laughs> I was running JV and then um, uh, um, moved up in 2019. What's the best piece of advice Rob gave you once you got hired? Um, get involved. Um, you know, uh, one thing that he did was encourage me to join the Little League board uh, spy bath as we call it here in town um so, uh so did that and just make sure that the people who are in charge of that are, are continuing to teach baseball the right way and and be fair and proudly you know we have over 700 kids wow. in our our uh, boys and girls in our little league that are playing softball and baseball so um uh, you know, I, I helped run the juniors program, which is our seventh and eighth grade teams um, for both sides of town, east and west. And uh, you know, hopefully, we can continue that type of success. Well, for years, uh, I mean, I'm sure the Big Eight was happy to break Sun Prairie up because <laughs> you guys were probably cutting players that could have started for a lot of other teams. Just the whole youth program has been so successful. Uh, Jamie Connum's a longtime friend of mine. Uh, remember, we played softball together in my days uh, playing in Sun Prairie, and we always talked about how I mean, how many kids were out playing, and that was the the best part is keeping them out, and like you said, being fair. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when you got parents coaching, they're they're worried about their kids and their kids' friends and whatever, and don't have the big picture. So uh, I, I guess. You look over at Wanakee with Wanakee football, Pat Rice, same thing. 
you have to know what your youth are doing. You have to set the table, and that's a lot of time, isn't it, With uh, you know, considering how much time you have to spend with the varsity? Absolutely. My wife isn't crazy about it, I can tell you that. But it's, necess- <laughs> it's necessary to keep this thing rolling here. Um, you know, I look at, uh, you know, the success that West is having as well, and I don't think that's a mistake. It has a lot to do with the foundation laid um, by Coach Hamilton. Um, I just remember my, my son, Michael, doing an interview uh, back in 2014 about creating a baseball factory and I think there's some truth to that, you know, doing it the right way, teaching kids uh, how to wear their uniform the right way and, and throwing to the right bases and being able to bunt and pitching mechanics, uh, you know, the, the mechanics of playing different positions. And that's all stuff that we're teaching at lower levels that I think helps. Um, plus, uh, uh, you know, success makes it a little more fun. And uh, I think, you know, our lower levels have, have done really, really well in regards to just our, our in-house uh, teams, our, our peewees, our minors, our majors. And then, you know, the travel teams that we put together have been pretty good over, uh, over the years. And I, I think that builds enthusiasm in regards to guys trying out in high school. And, uh, you know, and like you said, unfortunately, there are some players that don't play a lot that might have started on other teams, but, uh, Again, um, they understand roles, too, which I think is a huge part of the foundation that Coach has created. You also, Elvis uh, on Prairie, was the first facility in the area to have the turf that you have, the um, artificial turf for the infield and whatever. I remember the dugout club here, the former Badger, Booster Club, uh, We I think we donated $5,000 for that. Yeah. had a sign out and whatever. Uh, how big of an a- asset has that been, having the, the facilities you have over there? And now I know that now they've got another diamond, and uh, I understand they're going to be probably turfing that down the road too at West. Um, well, yeah, I, I hope so. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, uh, it's, been, it's been great. You know, we got two games in last week when I'm sure nobody else was able to play. So it's been really helpful in order to, uh, you know, keep some – uh, normalcy to our, our schedule and not have to play, you know, five or six games in a week. Um, so that's, yeah, it, it's been helpful. And uh, again, uh, a great thing that was started and spearheaded by coach uh, in order to make us different than everyone else and a little bit unique. Thank you, Mother Nature, also, as we talk with Jack Marchese here, the head coach of Sun Prairie East Baseball, 3-0 and on the season. And, you, you, you know, listen to you talk about the, the school split. We've talked about that so much over the course of the last nine months, Jack, with the different sports. But seems like the Cardinals going to be all right as you return five all-conference players. Tell us about your group this year. Obviously off to a good 3-0 and start. I saw you put up 14 runs in a win last night. Uh, so far, so good for you guys. Well, um, we were okay. We, we have a lot of work to do. So, um, uh, but, uh, yeah, we and, and credit to Madison East. They, they are playing okay and getting better. And uh, I'm, I'm really glad that their coach is fully invested and he wants to make that, that program go. And my hat uh, off to him for, for his uh, investment in that program. But, uh, yeah, I think, I think we're okay. You know, we have five returning all-conference guys, like you said. 
Um, Max Glusick has started his season off pretty well. Um, uh, Drew Cavanaugh has been really good on the mound. Um, Sam Ostringa has been good. Uh, uh, you know, I want to make sure I'm not missing anyone. Isaac Wendler, another returning all-conference guy. Uh, all have been awesome. Uh, John Hadley has been a big surprise and, and has, you know, really uh, improved his game and is kind of lighting up the PBRs and the different showcase uh, uh, scenes uh, with his speed and, and his uh, power. Um, uh, Davis Wetton has been a good addition in regards to pitching, but I think, you know, our foundation of our team starts with Zach Brzezinski. Um, last year, Zach was, I just want to make sure I'm accurate with this, he was 6-0 and last year um, and won that game against Wanakee to send us to state. Um, he's, uh, you know, he's 1-0 now, and he started off really well, and uh, we're, we're glad that Zach's on our side of town. So. Yeah, um, you mentioned well, Ostranga. <laughs> we talked about uh, uh, Alex and I talked about last year. He got hurt before the tournament at his mm-hmm. uh, at his brother's graduation party. You keeping him away from the tell, tell him no games <laughs> yeah. this year? Like yeah, that? yeah, yeah. We, we've uh, we've made a rule that there's no bags uh, <laughs> during the season. But uh, you know, that's just that's just Sam. You know, he's he's a guy that he's going to uh, uh, you know. I'm sure there was something that went on where his his side wasn't winning, so he had to do something special there in order to make sure that they won. But he he's going to compete, whether it's bags or, or baseball or football or whatever. You know, uh, uh, he's been he's been outstanding, and he leads by example, and uh, just a competitor from the word go. Uh, yeah. You know, we have to back him off sometimes in regards to. You know, he, he just wants more, 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 and we just Sam. That lets your body rest a little bit, but uh, but that's Sam. But all jokes aside, I mean, that's those those are the types of dudes you want on your team, though, right, Jack? I mean, you, you want those go 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 guys, you know? Yep. That's, that's too funny. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, his brother over at Iowa, Addison, was an outstanding baseball player for you too. The, you know, the brothers got to play together. And uh, uh, any uh, any of the players right now entertaining uh, college baseball or you know some play down the road? Um, yeah, we we have a few guys that that have shown interest. Uh, um, no one that's committed anywhere yet, but uh, um, uh, I think that's going to happen. You know, probably this summer where we'll have a couple guys that that get some offers and we'll have some commitments and if not that just you know adds motivation to next year um but uh you know i i I love our group and i i've said this before i i think we're a very athletic group um uh we're still pretty young uh you know we have seniors but i think um you know we start seven or eight juniors uh, depending upon the lineup and who's pitching and stuff like that so we're you know we're still a kind of a young group so Wrapping up our conversation here with Jack Marchese, the head coach of Sun Prairie East Baseball. Coming up on May 1st, coach, the annual Cardinals strikeout cancer game uh, between you and Middleton. Played at Middleton this year, but always uh, always such a great game for a great cause. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. This is a, this is a group that raised over $30,000 last year for pediatric cancer research at American Family. 
Children's Hospital. We obviously collaborate with Middleton with this. And, uh, um, you know, we have people on our side that are working really hard. They have people on their side that are working really hard. And it's a first class uh, fundraiser. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if you attended last year, but uh, um, it was really special. And, uh, you know, when you put the game aside and, and what we're working towards here and what we're working for and raising money for, what a great event. I think this is the ninth annual, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, last time I checked, uh, close to $150,000 has been raised through this game uh, gradually every year. I think last year's probably the the, the top mark, right? Thirty thousand. I I believe so. And, and again, what a what an event! And uh, um, just can't say enough about uh, the people who organize it and and all the work behind the scenes. Uh, I've been receiving emails since I was hired about, you know, different things that, <laughs> that you know, the folks over at Middleton are planning and then the people in charge on our end that's planning. And I, I really don't want to mention too many names or any names because I know I'll miss someone and that's <laughs> unfair to everyone. But we, we have two crews of, of parents that are spearheading this and, and it's been incredible. So uh, uh, hats off to them and, Again, could there be a better cause uh, to raise funds uh, for, for uh, you know, something like this? So, No doubt about it. He's Jack Marchese, the head coach of Sun Prairie. Jack, we really appreciate the time. That, that game again coming up on May 1st. And best of luck the rest of the season. I'm sure we'll talk to you down the road. Yes, we'd love to see people come out there. And, and uh, you know, they have a great auction that they have. And uh, um, I don't think this game needs much promotion, but if you're listening and – and you want to uh, uh, donate to a really special uh, uh, situation, come out and, and watch a good ball game against two good teams that play the right way and, uh, um, you know, and contribute and donate to that. That's well said. Thanks, Jack. Appreciate you. All right. Appreciate you guys. Thanks for all you do for uh, high school sports. We're happy to do it. We love doing it. This is Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. We'll continue right after this. Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania rolling on here on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. Alex Strofe, the Dean, Dennis Semrai with you from the ESPN Madison Studios. Another thanks to Jack Marchese for joining us in the last segment to talk a little Sun Prairie East baseball. And Dennis, um, you know, it's it's baseball season. You can hear the excitement in Jack's voice. Uh, they've got a good guy at the helm of the Cardinals. Yes, they do. Uh, he's paid his dues. Yeah, he was a head coach in the Milwaukee area, a longtime uh, JV coach in Sun Prairie's program, getting a lot of those players ready for Coach Hamilton at the varsity level, and then uh, joined the staff, was able to, to share in one of the titles. He's, he said he's only had one title. No, he's part of the JV program. All those coaches share in that state championship. Yeah, I totally yeah, agree It's, it's the varsity, but uh, you know the building blocks and uh, the cliché. They don't reload, rebuild. They reload. Right. Sun Prairie just reloads every year. I mean, and and Coach Hamilton, kind of strange to be to go to Sun Prairie and not see him in the dugout. Yeah, 
But as as Jack was saying, he's he's still in the bleachers, but still yeah. there, you know, rooting for his coaches and his and the kids. Um, he, you know, as he's got a couple of classes of players that he'd coached and, and been part of, so he'll follow that. But he's going to be able to follow his own kids and. And uh, he deserves a chance to retire. Go f- catch his brother uh, doing a couple of major league games. Nice, not bad. Yeah, not so. not too bad uh, down in Cincinnati, if I'm not mistaken, right? Uh, Cleveland is it Cleveland? Cleveland. It's Cleveland. Cleveland You're yeah. right. It is Cleveland. Uh, I, I was in the right state, at least. Cleveland Guardians, not the oh, Cincinnati Reds. Yeah, that, that, every time I see uh, Major League, and I think oh, Indians. Yeah, it was that was such a cool and the whole. Why did they do a major league at, at County Stadium and not Cleveland? Uh, that's a good question. Always, always go that, that, that's County Stadium. That's not Cleveland Stadium, <laughs> even though they show the lake and all this other stuff. But I digress. Uh, it's a movie, but, Dennis. Uh, Just let it be a movie. Yeah, well, I, I, something else I can rant about. You know, It's not a Rutledge rant. Uh, uh, Jim, Jim, uh, Jim, Jim does, uh, you know, you got to catch Rutledge and Hamilton, and you're a big part of that show. And I always like to hear what Jim's got to rant about today. Uh, I'm sure he's good he, at it. So. I'm, I'm sure he'll have plenty to talk about with Mark Murphy speaking to the media. Uh, oh, God, today. yes. Dennis, yes. so uh, I'm sure he'll have plenty on, on that. But uh, something you can also rant about, maybe not rant, but uh, co- <laughs> co- conference in the area that's confused the, the heck out of me for the last couple of years is the Badger Conference, Dennis. Now, we have some realignments coming up next year as my understanding right uh now for the last couple years they've done this east and west and then they broke it down into a north and a south so in the west for example you had portage reedsburg sauk and baraboo in the west conference but the north pod and part of that was for travel and uh the worst thing about it though is is that for basketball, for baseball, a lot of sports where they, everybody had teams. You you take the the first place team in that pod, and then the other, and then that would determine a champion. So, for example, basketball, you got fourteen games, and it doesn't really mean anything. Well, yeah, if you're in first, but uh, you still got to win one game to win a conference title, right, like Wanaki did this year. Right? Yeah, and that's it doesn't seem right. But anyway, the sixteen school conference will scrap it finally, starting with this fall. And they're going to eliminate the 4-14 pod system and return to scheduling and format similar to when it used to be a north-south. Okay. Now it's And then it was an east-west, and now it's going to be a large-small. Does okay. that make sense? Uh, yeah, it does. But So no more directional terms. We are just large and small. No. So uh, I, I imagine I can probably tell you, but I would rather you tell me because you know the facts of who will be in what. Well, first of all, McFarland comes back into the Badger, okay. which – uh, well, they've been in the Rock Valley Conference. They've right. tried to maintain their connections to Badger Conference schools with their non-conference schedule. So they're going to be back in the Badger in 23-24, starting this fall. Monroe, though, will leave the conference and switch to the Rock Valley and with the smaller school. Yep. It was tough for them. First of all, they, when they moved to the Rock Valley for football, that was outstanding. Because uh, and we've seen what they've done the last couple of years. Right. They want to stay title this past year, and they're playing schools their size. So I think that that's a good fit. But next year, the Badger Large will consist of Beaver Dam, DeForest, Fort Atkinson, Milton, Monona Grove, Oregon, Watertown, and Wanakee. What's cool is, okay, Wanakee and DeForest are in the same league. Yeah. Now, unfortunately for Stoughton and. Uh, um, 
Oregon, which are big rivals, they're going to be different ones. They switch now. They right. trade. Yeah, right? they trade. In the small will be Baraboo, Edgewood, McFarland, uh, Mount Horeb, Portage, Reedsburg, Sauk, and Stoughton. And that was uh, determined at the end of the last school year. And uh, now, so it'll go in effect. Um, what's cool about it is, again, the size. Now you're going to be able to go back and forth, but now this you're going to be able to play each team twice. You know, in, under the old schedule, you play teams in your pod twice. And then, uh, we use Sauk Prairie as an example, they would play the south part, those teams only once. And they have a great rivalry with Mount Horeb. Yeah. They only get them once. once you know, every other year they were at, at, their, at home. Now they're going to be able to play like the Vikings twice. That's nice. Yeah. So, 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 so that I think that's a really big positive. So you lose your uh, your east, north, west, south pods. Um, Just which, go back to large, small. Again, confused me to no end. But now we get uh, the Badger large and the Badger small. So essentially, most of the Badger east will join the Badger large, and most of the Badger west will be in the in the Badger small. So, yeah. Pretty okay. much, pretty so much. I can grasp that. That's not too complicated. You just no, have a swap then, of McF- then, with McFarland, Stoughton, and Oregon. And then football is a different animal, and that's based on enrollment size more than anything. And the the wish to have the divisions, but football is only seven, so that's that's a little bit different, right? Because the two non conference games nine nine weeks in the regular right, season, right? And then you look at, uh, for example, in the the Badger Large, you're going to have Sun Prairie East and West. But for every other th- sport, they're back in the Big Eight. Right. Okay, I think I got it, Dennis. I think I've I think I've got it uh, under under grasp. But we'll see when uh, next fall rolls around how 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 much I can keep track of. Yeah. This. So a true champion now in in your other sports other than football will be determined by what your regular season is, and the, I, I guess in principle the idea was okay, we'll create a championship game before the playoffs, which will help get teams ready and build excitement. But then it doesn't pay to, you know, okay, yeah, you win games so that you can get in that first spot. But then if you're, you know, a team that's, oh, what was it, six, you had uh, 10 games, and then you'd have to play four games against teams on the other pod. So your schedule wasn't even. And those 14 games, you know, yeah, well, uh, I'll 14, you. 14 and 0, and you're going to teams six and eight. And if the six and eight team gets lucky, they win a conference title, and yeah, you I won 14 I, games and didn't do it. So, they had that possibility. But anyway, um, I know the athletic director over at uh, Mount Horb, uh, Colleen Nesheim, complimented the committee, and she said they tried to come up with something, you know, thinking outside the box, right? That's what your job is as administrators. It's true. Didn't work, and they were smart enough to go back and say, okay, it doesn't. Let's do this. Good. So. And they and they will. Uh, well, speaking of the Badger Large Conference, Wanakee football looking to uh, get back to Camp Randall Stadium next year uh, under the direction again of the, the legendary head coach Pat Rice. I know it's only April, but football season isn't that far away. Practices start in about four <laughs> months, Dennis. Uh, so I, I know you're probably already getting your profiles ready and, and making sure you, you, you well, have to snuff I, on uh, all things football. I know for Coach Rice, it, 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 it started the day after the last season ended. Exactly. He's got his template down to a T. And uh, I can tell you, uh, Sunday meetings and uh, making full advantage of the uh, – with the coaches clinic, you know, yeah. coming in and and everything, um, and I know he's excited to have one of his players, you know, Rob Booker, headed to Madison, and Pat sent a number of players to the college ranks, and uh, 
just enjoy you know every year could be his last and his daughters are all out of out of school his daughters are into education right. and, coaching and coaching now too right. yeah and it's like pat did you do a good job trying to dissuade them from the fact that <laughs> you don't make a lot of money there's a lot of aggravation in it but there's a lot of personal satisfaction too and uh chip off the old block uh his three daughters are all in the, all in the area mcfarland yeah. darlington and wanakee those districts so covered all three of them in high school too and i'm like pat we're getting old here but uh <laughs> seeing him on the sideline he's still got a passion for it dave richardson his good buddy retired from verona a year ago but uh, and he's on the golf course, and I think he's trying to get Pat out there with him more. But Pat still still wants to be on the sidelines for at least another year. Yeah, well, when you're playing at such a high level consistently, like Wanaki has, it's uh, oh. I imagine it's not easy to step away. But Rob Booker is who you mentioned. He's the star tight end of the Wanaki Warriors, and, and he's a three star commit in the class of 2024 to the University of Wisconsin under the new regime led by head coach Luke Fickle and company, the new offensive coordinator Phil Longo. Rob will join us next to talk about the recruitment process and we'll even ask him i gotta ask him dennis about the air raid offense that's being implemented is it going to live up to the hype is robert booker the next jake ferguson at uh, the university of wisconsin so we'll talk with rob next he's dennis semmer i'm alex strofe it is zimbraconda's presentation of prep mania rob booker a commit to the university of wisconsin madison joins us next Welcome back to Zipper Conda's presentation of Prep Mania right here at 100.5 ESPN, ESPN app, and Wisconsin on demand. I'm Alex Stroke with you from the ESPN Madison studio. As always, joined by the Dean of Area High School Sports, the man and the legend, the great Dennis Semrau. With me, excited to be joined by another guy who's looking to be a local legend, a WFCA and AP All-State selection in football. He is entering his senior year at Wanakee High School and is committed as a three-star prospect to the University of Wisconsin, it's Robert Booker, Jr. Rob, how are you? Thanks for the time. I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on. Of course, and, and we appreciate you taking the time, man. It's been an exciting few months for you, committing back in January uh, to the University of Wisconsin. Going to stay right here at home, uh, committing to the new staff led by head coach Luke Fickle. W- what led to the decision, Rob? I mean, what ultimately made you say, yeah, Wisconsin's the right fit for me? Well, when the old staff was here, you know, I originally got recruited by them. Um, so when the new staff had came in, you know, they made me feel like a priority um, and reached out like pretty quickly after they had got there and all settled and whatnot. Um, I got a chance to visit twice and they came into school to talk to me a bunch of times and um, they really just sealed the deal for me. It was a no brainer. You understand, uh, it was about a year ago at this time that you made the decision to stop playing basketball. You were at AAU tournament, according to your dad, and uh, I thought, okay, uh, football is my love. What, what, what led to that decision, and are you happy with it? Absolutely, I'm happy with the decision. Um, I feel bad, you know, leaving and quitting on uh, my AAU squad, you know, <laughs> kind of in the middle of the season. But and everyone was kind of confused with the decision too, because up until then, you know, I was really looked at as a basketball player, um, and I had never really expressed to anyone like that. I really just don't like the game of basketball anymore, like how I used to. And football is what I wanted to do, and everyone kind of called me crazy, you know, like what are you doing? Um, but I knew what I wanted. You know, I love the game of football, 
And um, I'm glad I made the decision for sure. Now you were a defensive end your what earlier in your career, and it wasn't until this past year you switched to the tight end. Is that part of what helped you fall in love maybe a little more with football? Yeah, I got moved to tight end right after my sophomore season, which was when I played D-end. Um, and I really didn't get any meaningful snaps at the varsity level as a defensive end. Um, but I still loved, you know, the game. Like, I really didn't care a whole lot about, you know, what position I was. But, um, I mean, I did, obviously I think, you know, scoring touchdowns and catching passes is more fun <laughs> than getting a sack. But um, – the position didn't isn't what you know made me fall in love. It was really just the game and the coaches here at Wanakee that were like they they showed me the game, you know, and I fell in love with it. Yeah, you, I love everything about it, no doubt. And you mentioned the coaches at Wanakee, led of course by the legend Pat Rice. I mean, what what has he meant to you, and how, how you know for with playing for a guy like that, how easy did it maybe make the positional switch from from D end to tight end for you, Rob? Yeah, he's had a huge impact on my life. He's changed my life, um, really. Um, and as long as I'm playing for him, you know, if he wanted to play me at O-line, quarterback, tight end, DN, whatever, you know, I'm going to play for him. Um, I trust him and the staff, all the coaches here. Um, and because, I, I mean, I, I, everything that they do just works. Um, and you got to be able to trust each other, you know, the players and coaches in this program if you want to be successful. So, um, I just leave it up to them and let it play its course. Yeah, it's always been more about the team than the individual there at Wanakee. And you kind of get that feel from the Wisconsin staff and the fact they understand when you get recruited, it's not just one guy. It's like they come at you in waves. Is that true that you hear from everybody? Uh, yeah. Um, in terms of, like, just Wisconsin, I heard from, you know, basically every coach after I had visited back in January, like a week before I committed. Um, and that's also the same with just like the recruiting process. Like if one school, you know, talk to you, then the others start to talk to you because they see someone else started talking to you. So it's just kind of like a domino effect there. Yeah, and just so everybody's aware how sought after Rob it was, right? He picked UW over schools like Iowa, Kansas, Minnesota, Michigan State, Purdue, Pittsburgh, Syracuse, Virginia Tech. Uh, it, my understanding was there's some communication with Auburn and Stanford in there, Rob. So uh, plenty of schools coming after you, uh, but ultimately <laughs> cho- choosing the one in your backyard at UW. So what's what's the relationship been like with Luke Fickle so far for you, Rob? Obviously, you're not in the building every day yet, but for a guy that just started his job six months ago, it seems like he's really hitting the local trail hard. Yeah, he's uh, the relationships have been great. Um, I first met him, actually, he came to my school back in January, and then I got a chance to go to the junior day, um, and I had a conversation with him and my dad. Um, And then I was just at spring practice last Tuesday, so got a chance to talk to him there again. And then we've had probably like three or four phone calls um, in the last few months. Um, So he definitely checks in. He'll text me, too, basically every week. and not just him, you know, it's the the entire staff. Well, not the entire staff, but my position coach, Nate Letton, to the tight end coach. Yeah. Um, I've had a call with Coach Longo, too. So it, it's all just it's all good. Now, I understand that uh, you're going to have a kind of a short senior year because you planned to early enroll. How did that decision come about? Uh, I think it's just more of like getting ready, um, you know, my freshman year in college, I think it's a smart decision um, just because 
for me, like I'm, I'm really ready to just get out of high school, you know, to be honest and just grow up and play at the next level. So after my high school season, you know, why wait uh, eight months or whatever it is until I got to graduate and then go when I can play my high school season, graduate, and then, you know, work with the big dogs and really develop my game as much as I can. That can be kind of tough from an academic standpoint. And uh, we were talking last week a little bit about uh, some things that you did in advance that kind of worked out for you. Yeah, so I'm doubled up on English right now and some other classes now. So my senior year, first semester doesn't have to be, you know, all like crunched up and whatnot. But so yeah, it, the process is pretty smooth um, just because I took some extra classes this year. Works out well. We're chatting with Rob Booker for a three-star tight end recruit from Wanakee, committed right now to the University of Wisconsin, committed back in January uh, to the Badgers and head coach Luke Fickle. And I was reading up on you a little bit, Rob. Uh, the air raid hype, you can confirm this is this is real, the air raid hype that everybody's talking about? Oh, yeah. I was at practice um, on Tuesday. I, obviously, they were running the ball. You know, that's a tradition here at Wisconsin, yeah. but you know, seeing, you know, all the quarterbacks just sling it, it, it really got me excited because um, everyone was catching balls, especially the tight ends. Um, it was it was really fun to watch. Hey, you're going to be coming in with another tight end. Uh, is it Grant uh, Steck from yep. Illinois? And uh, it's a little different era than from what I grew up in uh, from a communication standpoint. So you guys have your, uh, your uh, pool set together. I mean, hey, the recruits kind of – connecting and and how has that worked out for you yeah we have a group chat um on snapchat with all the commits currently so we'll play xbox uh probably like once a week but we we usually talk in it every every day every other day um but yeah we have we have strong communications mabry the quarterback commit from texas is actually planning on staying with me here when he comes up for uh spring practice um, so, I mean, we're, we're all, we're all close with each other. We have a good bond and I'm excited to go on my official visit with those guys. It'll be fun that's for all, sure. Yeah. That's awesome to kind of build that rapport early, but now I got to know, Rob, what, what game are we playing on Xbox? <laughs> so we'll play, we'll play Fortnite. Okay. We'll play a little call of duty. Um, and that's, that's really the only games we can play because some of us have Xbox and some yeah. of us have PlayStation. So it's like, we kind of. It's weird, but yeah, those two games really. So, who, who's the best gamer in the 2024 recruiting class? I'd give it to me. Um, <laughs> Grant, Grant, Grant thinks it's him, um, but it's definitely not Mabry. He is the worst for sure. <laughs> I love it. Throwing him under the bus right away. We're chatting with Rob Booker from Wanakee, committed to the University of Wisconsin. So, are you? Uh, are you guys uh, recruiting other, uh, hopefully, future Badgers? How does that work? Yeah, all the time. So we have we also have another group chat with um, Max Steinecker and Pat Lambert, our director of recruiting and uh, player personnel guys, um, and they'll kind of like send us, you know, players that we want that they want us to get after. So they'll send us someone, and then we DM them on Instagram or shoot them a text and let them know like, hey, like this awesome. is where home is. We want you to be a Badger. So we're we're kind of like you know, recruiters too. Like, I mean, basically right. I was basically, I was recruiting 
guys before I even committed. Like on the junior day when I that awesome. I visited um, back in January before I committed, they were like telling me to go up and introduce myself and you know let them know like how good Madison is. And I was like, all right, like I can do that. Um, but yeah, we're we're actively recruiting. So you got a roommate yet for next year? I do not know my roommate yet. But uh, you might be staying with we said at the Regent. Is that right? You could be over yep, there. Yeah, Regent Street Apartments is what it sounds like. Ooh, nice. yeah, you're living green, the dream, man. Green, I, Greenbush Bakery, right yeah. downstairs. <laughs> Get some of those donuts, right? No kidding. Uh, well, Rob, you still got a senior year ahead of us. I know. I know we're looking ahead to uh, to 24 when you start at the at Wisconsin. But what's the early report on the 2023 Warriors squad? What, what should we look forward to this fall with Wanake? I think we got a ton of dudes that can play. You know, obviously the goal is to win a gold ball in state championship. Um, I'm really, I tr- we all trust the coaches. You know, we we really do let them, you know, give us their plan and the depth charts or whatever. So we trust them. Um, obviously, we're going to work hard. Um, and I think it's just the love for each other that we have, and that's why I believe we have like we have such a great team. Um, our chemistry is really good. Um, and we, we have, every dude can play on our team. You know, it doesn't matter if they're starter or second string or third string or whatever. Um, I, I truly believe we all can play. So, um, I'm super excited. A couple of guys maybe for us to keep an eye on, uh, some guys that might be, I know want a key. It's a lot of times you got to wait till senior year. You got to wait your turn because of that. Uh, anybody going to step up a little bit more for you this year? You think, um, on the offensive side, we got, Two returners, uh, our wide receiver, David Emmerich, he's a stud. Um, honorable mention, all-state receiver. Um, just got his first off the other day. Kid works his butt off. Um, and our running back, another starter returner, Ben Lindley. Um, he came off an injury. He tore his ACL probably like two years ago. Um, and he came back stronger and faster. It was like the craziest thing ever. Um, but he's also a stud. He's going to have a monster season. Um, and then defense. Uh, we have a DN that's really good, Wade Bryan. He's a D1 lacrosse player. Um, and we got our DBs are really good, too. Uh, Danny Cotter, Jake Bova, Brady Sizek. I mean, everyone. I really could list everyone. Um, but, yeah, those are, those are probably the guys. Well, you're not kidding when you say you've got some dudes at Wanakee. You do each <laughs> and every year, Rob, and uh, it's going to be a blast to watch you guys this fall. Rob Booker headed to the University of Wisconsin, a junior right now at Wanakee, uh, hanging out with us here on Prep Mania. Rob, we appreciate the time. I'm sure we'll see you plenty in the fall as the Warriors look to get back to Camp Randall Stadium, which you'll call home in just a few years. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. We appreciate the time. That's Rob Booker. He's Dennis Semmer. I'm Alex Strofe. This is Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. Because I love you more than I could love myself. Mama said don't fall in love again. She remembers all that I forget. Yeah, I tried so It's so hard to say goodbye. Time to wrap up Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania, a special Tuesday night studio show edition. I'm Alex Strofe alongside the Dean of Area High School Sports, the great Dennis Semrau. A big thanks again to all of our guests tonight. Taylor Stremlow, a Verona junior guard, headed to the University of Iowa to play basketball. Uh, we 
spoke with the new head coach at Sun Prairie East Baseball, Jack Marchese, and we just wrapped up there with Wanakee Jr. tight end and a commit to the University of Wisconsin, Rob Booker Jr. Uh, Dennis, uh, three good conversations, three really good interviews tonight. Nice job by whoever our guest booker is on, on uh, Prep Mania. Uh, but really, all, all, th- all three all good conversations. What were your takeaways from some of the chats we had tonight? Oh, it's going to be a fun year watching yeah. some of these ju- juniors turning into senior year. And uh, I think you can count on a couple uh, UW Credit Union prep profiles uh, profiles coming out of that student athletes. Yeah, and, and Stremlo and, uh, and, and Booker. Booker. I don't know that Marchese has any high school eligibility left that where he can be one. He'll, he'll nominate somebody from Sun Prairie yeah, because it seems like every year for football we've got a great student athlete uh, stepping in from there. Uh, but, yeah, it's uh, it's been a you know, – Long winter in some ways, but a real short one. You look at the it basketball season by. and um, watching, being able to watch Stremel, and then the news about Tegan um, Laney uh, making the commit. So Wisconsin sending two, uh, our area sending two great student athletes to Iowa in a couple of years, um, been phenomenal. But uh, yeah, Booker, it, that's intriguing. The size, the athletic ability. Uh, in fact, he was a basketball player. Now, a lot of coaches want you to continue that sport. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see him maybe kind of toy with when football season. Well, actually, he won't. What do we talk about? He's, he's going early enrollment. Yeah. That, yeah, I, was, I was thinking about that, the, the basketball part. But uh, now you talk about foresight. Just so his senior year, he, he takes double English, double math, whatever, credits this year. So he's able to do that. Braylon Allen, remember he, he, he recom what is reclassified. Yeah. So he had to do all this like he, oh, in about a six month span, right. which was phenomenal. But uh, that that's a trend. It used to be once in a while you'd get a player that would early commit, and now I think three in this uh, three of the five that they've they've got in the recruiting class, if I'm not mistaken, have said they were going to early commit or early enroll. Which wow. If you're ready at that next level, yeah, and um, but I mean, I imagine for for Rob especially, right, getting implemented with that new system, understanding you know what what is asked of you at the collegiate level, he gets an extra six months to get ready for for his freshman season. Uh, you know, even if he does redshirt or if he doesn't, he gets extra time to get to get adjusted to that collegiate but, expectations. But so I'll tell you, when these guys leave high school and they step into that weight room in January. Oh, yeah. A boy among men. You talk about fifth-year seniors and now six-year guys that have been there. That can be pretty intimidating, and it has been. So it takes a special student athlete to be able to make that jump. And Booker is one of those kind of athletes. Certainly sounds like it, right? He's uh, he sounds like he is. Uh, absolutely ready to make that jump. And he's an impressive young man and uh, excited to see what Wanakee can do uh, with him on offense. And he ran us through, too, some of the returners on offense oh, and the skill positions. Again. They're going to be really good again. I mean, that can almost be left unsaid at this point. Wanakee's going to be good at football, but Wanakee's going to be good at football. Yes. Yeah, and then uh, we have to take a look at that early Wanakee-DeForce matchup probably again week one this year. Should be at, at Wanakee because I think DeForce has hosted the last couple of years. Um, but so I'm sure Booker would like to get some bragging rights on his own field there before he uh, leaves. No, I think you're absolutely right about that. And Verona, we mentioned this a little bit earlier, but Verona basket, girls basketball is going to be loaded again next year as well. Yes, outstanding uh, season for uh, Coach Murphy this year. And uh, 
she's got another year coming back for another year. We'll see how much longer she's got with uh, her son Drew going to be a junior uh, playing games and, and Megan going up to Stevens Point to play next year. So, But she's done a wonderful job. Angie's uh, in the Hall of Fame as a player. She's going to be going in as a coach that, that, that far down the road. No doubt about it. He's the Dean Dennis Semra. I'm Alex Strofe. Thanks again to all of our guests tonight. Robert Booker Jr. from Wanakee, Taylor Stremlow from Verona, and Jack Marchese from Sun Prairie East Baseball. If you missed any of those conversations or any of our show tonight, it is available for free in the Prep Mania podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts or head over to the free Wisconsin On Demand app or wisconsinondemand.com. We'll be back with you next week to chat a little bit more about all that's happening in high school sports in our area. This has been Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania, of course, brought to you by Zimbraconda, where for nearly 50 years they provided the Madison area with quality Honda vehicles. The trusted staff of Zimbraconda's used car dealership will save you time and reduce your car buying stress by finding the vehicle that matches your style. If you're in the market for a new Honda or a used Honda, visit Zimbraconda in Madison today or head to their website, Zimbraconda.com, to search current inventory. That does it for us. This has been Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania.